Welcome. My name is Esther. I'm the host of the Canadian Business Women podcast. And today I have Erica Dow with me. She's here to help you with all your bookkeeping concerns and financial concerns to get you right with your taxes leading into the end of the year. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much for having me, Esther. Thank you for being here. Can you please introduce yourself and let us know what led you to becoming a bookkeeper? For sure. So I'm Erica Dowell. I'm the founder and CEO of Signal Operations. I started my company about five and a half years ago now when I saw a need for small businesses and entrepreneurs in Canada to really understand their finances and how to grow their business, essentially. And a lot of us entrepreneurs start a business because we're good at something. For me, it's numbers. For other people, it's not numbers. So I decided to come alongside those entrepreneurs and guide them with their finances, help them with their break-evens, and then the very basic bookkeeping stuff that every business in Canada has to worry about. Before I started my business, I had been working in different industries for about 15 years, and I just one day decided, you know, and I want to help multiple people than just one business at a time. So that's kind of how I got there. I have my accounting degree from Royal Rhodes University, a business diploma from Olds College, and I'm just really passionate about entrepreneurship and numbers. I actually do like numbers. I was in the math honor society, so numbers are great for me. And I haven't really officially started any business, but when I was reading up on it, I know that was one thing that was emphasized. But I think for a lot of people, that's not the primary focus. As you said, they don't start a business to take care of bookkeeping. It's usually to provide some other service or product. So what are the common mistakes that you usually see from your clients that reach out to you? Mm -hmm. There's usually like three mistakes or common areas of misconceptions when it comes to finances and business bookkeeping, especially here in Canada. Unfortunately, getting reliable information for Canadians is you're pretty much limited to the Canada Revenue Agency website. And that's it. And so there's several bookkeepers and accountants now that are trying to expand that knowledge base here in Canada through blogs and educational pieces that we're doing. But a lot of it's focused in the States. So there'll be business owners trying to write things off here in Canada that you actually can't write off, or there's just misconceptions of what you are and are not allowed to write off. And a lot of the time I'm having to go into businesses and remind them that it's not a write-off. Here's what to do now. So the misconception one is, what is a write-off? What are you allowed to write off? And what are you allowed to write off? as a Canadian business and reporting your taxes to our tax authority, the CRA, of course. From there, we also have home office expenses and what can and can't be claimed as far as that goes. So my office is a dedicated room in my house with a door that closes and I can write off that square footage of this office. But if I was working at my kitchen table or perhaps in a guest room or even my bedroom, I could only write off the size of my desk not the size of my bedroom or my kitchen, like kitchen dining room area. So that's another one. But then also claiming things such as your cell phone or telephone, your internet bill, and perhaps claiming more than just 10 or 20% because you're working from home more often than just one or two days a week. And then the last one is completely forgetting to keep your receipts is probably the biggest problem. I've 
actually have clients that didn't have any receipts or completely lost a lot of them. And then when they got audited, the CRA voided all of those expenses and then acted as if her net income was a lot higher than what it was after all of those expenses. So then she had interest and penalties and fines and you name it. So I think that's the other one that I see a lot of is just disorganization when it comes to expenses, but as well as income and invoicing. Yikes. (laughs) Those are a lot of mistakes I'd like to avoid. So what would you then recommend whether you're starting out or you've been in business and you don't know if you really got your bookkeeping in order, what would you recommend that we do? Yeah. So my biggest recommendation is from the day you start your company, you need to be doing bookkeeping and using an accounting software, ideally, which I know we all look at software and we're like, oh, what's the new monthly cost that I'm going to have? But when I say that when it comes to accounting software or anything that's going to organize your finances, it will pay you back 10, 100 fold almost because it keeps everything organized. When it comes to your taxes, you have all the numbers right there. You copy paste or you send it off to an accountant if you don't want to file your own taxes. And it's so worth that monthly expense to just have it set up from day one and carry it through. Even if you need to you know, Google, what is bookkeeping? What do I need to reconcile? What do I need to record? What are expenses? Like I said, there's a lot of us that are coming out with some really good resources now to make sure that you are claiming the most of what you can and not claiming your dog food, for example. That's not allowed. (laughs) So I recommend using Xero, the accounting software, X-E-R-O, and HubDoc. And HubDoc is a virtual filing cabinet for all of your receipts, government correspondence, you name it. Just don't put anything with personal sensitive information in there, such as like TD1 forms or something like that that have a social insurance number on it. But it keeps all of your receipts in one place as one backup. And then you can publish that into your accounting software. It works with Xero and another accounting software as well. And so now you have it backed up in two spots and then you can also have it backing up to something like Google Drive or Dropbox or Box, which is really great, especially when Siri requires that you only have two backups of your receipts if they're like digital based. So then you can start throwing away those paper receipts and you don't have to file them at home anymore and you don't need to keep the paper. And that's why I practically have no paper in my office except for my Nancy Drew books. That's really helpful. And just going back to your point about it's so true. We Number one, we don't get education, enough education in high school. You'd think that would be important on top of all the other things that we learn about that we probably will never use. And then a lot of it is from the States. You're right, because a lot of what we see on TV, a lot of it is made in the States. And even that's not necessarily correct because it's most of it's for entertainment purposes. But anything we do know is going to be based on this, on whatever's coming from the U.S. So I love that you're trying to fix that and kind of fix that void and education gap. And so how does that tie into like other parts of our business or does it tie into other parts of our business? How do we use that to gather decisions in our business? Yeah, I think that finances is the center spoke to your business. And I'm not just saying that because I'm obsessed with numbers. If you think about marketing, that comes down to what you can afford in your marketing spend. Hiring someone, that comes back. HR comes back to finances. Taxes, back to finances. Any type of growth 
back to finances. So it's the center spoke. So I think that it ties into a lot of things that we're doing. And just like there's American resources for finances, there also are for HR and hiring and firing, layoffs, you name it. And so the accounting and bookkeeping function in your business really can help you guide or really help guide you in how you're making these decisions of hiring, firing, laying off. Those are rather unfortunate things that happen in a business, of course. But then it also can help in beautiful ways such as how to grow. I hired an assistant earlier this summer and it has turned into a really beautiful thing in my business where I can focus on doing other things that I'm really passionate about and also making decisions when it comes to saving for taxes. How do I spend my marketing fund? Those kinds of things. So it really all comes back into that center spoke of finances and the analytics in your business. Makes sense. Leading into the end of the year, this is, I think, the fourth quarter, I believe. What are steps that we can take today to prepare for the end of the year and also tax season, which is not that far away? Isn't that wild that we're practically back at tax season? Believe it or not. (laughs) Believe it or not, we're here. So as we go into the last quarter of the year, but even as we start planning for our next year, so if you're a sole proprietor, your year end is always December 31st, but even in corporations that have different dates, your last quarter is important because it's time to get everything organized and can help with your financial success around tax time. So I always like to run my clients profit and loss for the entire year and kind of estimate what they're going to be doing for the last quarter. Some of them have really ambitious goals and we plan for that. And Others are just on their trajectory and we plan for that. And ultimately, if we think that they're going to owe tons and tons when it comes to tax time, and there's ways of reducing that, whether we're buying office equipment, maybe we need a new laptop, microphones or cameras, it would be better to buy them in this fiscal year versus January 1st. It can help around things like Black Friday or Boxing Day sales. Not that I'm a big proponent of that, but if you are already needing to buy a computer and you know that you're looking for write-offs in your business, you can start planning for those expenses and getting those tax reductions. So it's a great way to start planning that way. Plus, also, if you don't already have your finances in order, that's where you're going to get into your accounting software. You're going to make sure your invoices are recorded, any GST and HST. And then, of course, all of your expenses are recorded. It's a great time to do that. Everyone's coming back, of course, from the summer. We're kind of starting to go into our fall and let's stay home phase of the year. So it's a great time to get things organized. But using that technology like Xero and HubDoc, it really only takes a few hours versus days and days. Because we would all look at stacks of receipts and be like, this is going to take me forever. And that's stressful. And I fully acknowledge that that's stressful. But when you use technology like Xero and HubDoc, it takes it from days and stress to practically nothing. I like that point. And it's so true that summertime people are like not serious in general, whether you have kids or not, you're on vacation mode. So once September hits after Labor Day, it's time to get serious, time to get to business. And this is the best time to start getting your finances in order. And if somebody is saying, well, I think I need help. I don't think I can do all those things you just told me by myself. How do they work with you? What are the Mm -hmm. best steps to do that? 
For sure. So I help small business owners all across Canada. I'm based in Halifax right now, but primarily a lot of my clients are actually based in BC and Ontario. It's a great time zone problem to have, but they can either come along as a bookkeeping monthly client We can do a year-long cleanup is what I call it, or catch-up, where we start at January 1st and we bring all of your information into that accounting software so that you can see where you are, you're up to date, and give you some practical tips and advice on going forward by yourself. Or again, we've adopted you into the monthly bookkeeping side of it. Finally, I also have what is called Ask a Bookkeeper Sessions. So I can teach you how to do it all yourself And then I also have Navigating the Numbers, which is my new financial literacy course for entrepreneurs. It's primarily focused on Canadian principles, but anyone could take it and understand what their finances are doing and how to navigate the waters, so to speak, of the finances in your business and how to make that the center spoke and fundamentally understand it. So we have monthly bookkeeping, we have catch-up ask a bookkeeper, and finally navigating the course program or navigating the finances program. That's great. That's a lot of information. I think that can help a lot of people. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you wanted to add or talk about? I think primarily if we talk about the idea around mindset when it comes to numbers, I fully acknowledge that numbers are scary. I make the analogy of my client who owns a coffee shop is really good at making lattes for me and really good at making iced coffees for me. And I'm really bad at those things. I like will struggle through so I can save some money sometimes, but ultimately I'm going to go to him because he's the expert when it comes to making lattes. Whereas he's going to come to me for help with his finances, help with his business, that kind of thing. And so asking for help, and getting taught different things. He'll teach me how to make a latte and that's great. I can make it at home, but I'm also going to go to his coffee shop and like get him to do it for me. Likewise, he's going to come to me to do his taxes, to do his bookkeeping and those things. I can teach him how to do some things, all the things, but he doesn't want to do them. So I think it's around that mindset that take a look at your numbers. You don't have to be an expert in them, but you should have some fundamental understandings of what your numbers are doing so that you can make informed business decisions around your growth in your business. And whether that's a one-year growth plan, three or five-year growth plan, having some fundamental understanding around them is really important. That's great. Thank you so much. You've given such great information all across the board. If somebody wants to reach out to you to get more help, what is the best place to, to do that? Yeah, the best place is typically on Instagram at Signal Operations. And you can find us on there. And we're at Signal Operations on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Otherwise, info at signaloperations.com if you want to send a quick email. That's great. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the information. I definitely will want to bring you back because once we get closer to tax season, I'm sure there's more information that you can help us navigate. So I will put all your links in the in the show notes and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you again soon. Thank you. Have a good day. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it on Instagram and tag us at CDN Biz Women Pod. Thank you. Take care.